let's talk about modesty. I see this term being thrown around a lot in the traditional femininity space. And there are some things that I really wish to address. What does it actually mean? Um, What should we take into account? And what are the problems with this concept as it is being talked about? Welcome to the Vibrant Flow Podcast. This is where we reclaim our feminine essence and our right to luscious, soft, vibrant living the feminine way. If you are ready to release the old paradigms of hustle, perfectionism, being nothing but hard on yourself and the good girl syndrome, and just step into your feminine power, deeper faith, queenly living and the vibrant flow, you are in the right place. I am here to support you and to hold you accountable in your sweet feminine homecoming. Okay, sister, let's jump right in. Hello, beautiful, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to be recording an episode with a clear agenda this time. It's been a while for my solo episodes with a clear agenda. Um, In May, I was preparing my softness reset audio lessons, five of those, and the meditation on Patreon, and I absolutely loved creating those materials. It really helped me set the tone for this summer season, and now I am creating and preparing my June content on Patreon, which is going to be with the theme magnetic and memorable, so queenly charisma and presence. And so that will be coming out very soon, hopefully this week. If you're on my Patreon, stay on the lookout for that. Um, But today, um, I wanted to create this episode on modesty. So as most of you probably already know by now, um, I am more of a traditional girl (laughs) or a woman when it comes to my values, um, more so than a liberal one. And um, with my background, my faith, everything, it just, you know, leans more towards the traditional end of the spectrum. Um, And because of that, many of my followers, many of the women who tune in also share that. And Most of you probably have noticed that the concept and theme of modesty is somewhat of a buzzword sometimes, at least on Instagram when it comes to traditional femininity or femininity in general or being classy and being elegant and so on and so forth. And there are so many variations of that and so much like um, nuance in that topic. And that is why... And also because one of you asked me earlier um, this spring or some months ago when I did my Q&A on my Instagram stories, one of the questions was about modesty and what my take is on modesty. So I wanted to give you my, my view on that and I'm going to be using my individual perspective but also my way of looking at the world which is very much sometimes um, through the lens of a linguist 
as a student of language, of words, and of meanings of the words and the history of words. As you know, one of the things that I've been passionate about and spent so much time um, during my 20s has been my studies around uh, linguistics and literature, English literature uh, specifically. And so we're going to be looking at the true meanings of the word modesty to sort of bring clarity around this topic. And I'm not going to go deep into linguistics or anything. So this is very much accessible for everyone. But I think it highlights or sort of reveals a lot about um, this concept. And also I'm going to be talking about... um, how to look good, feminine style, and all of those things, and how modesty can play a role in that. And also, I'm going to address some of the issues that I have um, observed when it comes to talking about modesty in, in relation to femininity and the way you put yourself out there, right? Okay, so I, I want us to begin with... Um, Actually, yeah, let's let's begin with the meaning of the word because I think that's just going to create that baseline and that foundation for us to understand what this whole concept is about and why are some women, unfortunately, sort of having disagreements around this and how much should we actually pay attention to it and what specifically should be, should we be paying attention to? And what is the heart of the concept? Right. So modesty as an English noun um, comes from partly from Old French or Middle French and Classical Latin. So in the Middle French, for example, um, it comes from the word or the sense of the word moderation, and which later then um, developed into the sense of absence of distinction or vanity or lack of vanity, right? Or, or decency or, or reserve. And then in the classical Latin modestia, uh, it has meant temperateness and mildness and propriety, right? So these are the, the roots of the English word because English as a language is a bastard language, meaning it has many parents, <laughs> very many par- parents um, and roots, and it's just a combination of languages um, historically. Right. So the meanings of modesty, the first one, which is obsolete, has to do, well, it has nothing to do with actually the way you dress or the way you sort of... Um, yeah, the way you look, which is what we usually focus on when we talk about modesty. It means, or it meant in the past, because this is obsolete, it meant moderation, temperateness, self-control, or freedom from excess or exaggeration, even mildness of rule or government. So it was really widely used and not really specifically talking about dress or decorum or manners or so on and so forth. And then the second meaning, which we usually think about when we think about the word modesty, is or has to do with modesty being a virtue that was thought to be very proper for women, especially in like historical contexts. 
So this relates to decorum, your propriety. Um, and interestingly, modesty was about being very sober in your thought, in your speech, and in your conduct. So what it was essentially about is natural avoidance of coarseness. So avoiding being coarse or harsh or whatever you want to say, lewd, in your manners, in the way you are. So again, one more reason to be talking about softness and femininity, elegance, right? So not so much about what is on top of you, like meaning your clothes, but the way you present yourself and the way your thoughts, your speech, and your conduct is aligned. That's essentially the meaning of modesty in this sense of the word, which was um, regarded as a virtue that women like specifically also men but it was emphasized that it's really really important for women uh, in different contexts right and the reason why i really want to emphasize that particular meaning is because it is about the way you present yourself that goes way beyond how you wear and it's something that you cultivate within it's a virtue it's a way of being it's this feminine way of being that we i assume that you want to cultivate here that now you're listening to this podcast and then we have another meaning um, of the word modesty which means the quality of being unassuming or of having a moderate opinion of oneself so essentially not thinking too highly of yourself which again as a phenomenon as a way of relating to it varies culture to culture um, but essentially not thinking too highly of yourself or putting yourself above other people so it's freedom from presumption, ostentation, arrogance, and pride. And whilst we're not here to put ourselves down, I think we can agree that to be a feminine woman, you you want to have this beautiful effect on others, and we don't want to have an air of arrogance or pride or presumption, because that essentially, again, means the opposite of modesty. Right. And then we have some obsolete meanings like humility before God or even sometimes shame, but that's an obsolete meaning. Right. And then the last meaning in this list of meanings for the word modesty, historically and today, is the modest appearance of a thing, unpretentious character or absence of luxury so this can mean anything like modesty of a building like a building can look modest a house can look modest or a person can look modest but in none of these meanings is there specifically a set of rules of what it looks like or what it like how to dress to be modest it's not within the word itself and when we look at the word itself we actually see the heart of the meaning and what it should mean for us so lack of vanity not you know putting yourself above others being 
being uh, temperate and having self-control in a way that's that's like good that, that is um, beneficial um, and avoiding coarseness thinking about the alignment of thought speech and conduct and being really sober in that right and um, being free of presumption or arrogance so I think we should be thinking about those things when we talk about modesty right and it really reveals the heart of the meaning and with this we need to address the fact that modesty the way it is you know the concept is being thrown around it often is like mentioned as a fixed thing as if as if um, a way of dressing modestly is some fixed thing and it will mean the same thing for everyone but obviously that is not the case it is a very culture and time specific concept geographically also right so we can never find um a sort of a model of modesty that everyone agree on that's not going to happen so we can just <laughs> um accept that as something that's always relative that if you talk about i've seen this on instagram like women mentioning a scale of modesty and i just can't get on board with that because there is no like like even if there is a scale of modesty it's a very arbitrary and relative concept now here I want to say because I can hear some of you thinking out loud almost that is this some type of way of justifying wearing clothes that are like you know putting everything out there like showing everything absolutely not and we'll we'll go into that but I want to mention these things because they're important to understand the historical context the meaning of the word and how you know how it's relative and what what meanings around it are actually arbitrary or fixed to a, a certain context or culture it can be even a micro culture like family like extended family or a specific um, community that sets sort of these rules of modesty the way you should dress or whatever but also remembering that what is modest now like i see these traditional femininity accounts um who really speak for modesty and they're wearing let's say a t-shirt a basic t-shirt and a long skirt uh with like one layer and knowing that that would have been absolutely shocking over let's say 150 years ago like literally we're talking about undergarment style of wearing your clothes so understanding that is also important that modesty as a concept when it comes to dressing has changed a lot it will always change it has never stayed fixed there have always been some shifts in in what is perceived as modest or appropriate and what has not this again is not a justification to be like oh i'm just gonna throw all rules out the window i'm i'm just going to go out there naked no <laughs> or go to a meeting with with only a bra on or in my bikini or whatever no absolutely not because that is not what an elegant 
what a feminine mature woman does right because again going back to the meanings of modesty what it actually means is essentially taking into consideration the you know the context the other person and so on and so forth but if I am to be convinced by some of the traditional femininity accounts that I follow and I absolutely support and appreciate their messages generally, but when it comes to modesty, it just, it doesn't compute with me and it doesn't really make sense that modesty is wearing, well, sometimes I'm not saying that this happens all the time and I am not putting judgment on anyone. This is just me observing this phenomenon and with everything I want to say that my first rule when it comes to your appearance is that it should make you happy. It should make you joyful and you should be dressing for the life that you want to live. You should be dressing as the woman that you actually desire to be. Right, so that's that's the first rule and if for someone it is absolutely something that I wouldn't I wouldn't consider nice and I have no judgment of that. I am just like you go you do you right go girl whatever (laughs) but these are my thoughts on it um and then i've seen some of like um again beautiful accounts beautiful people beautiful women talking about uh, let's say in specifically a christian context like uh, let's say there's a video about like modest christian girl styles or here are ways you can look stylish without showing too much skin and then i've seen videos with like let's say a girl is wearing or a woman is wearing this blouse not showing a lot of skin up top but then she's wearing short shorts and that's still like apparently goes in goes within the paradigm or the context of a modest christian girl and i'm thinking okay well if you're if you're talking about not showing skin but you're actually now showing more than half of your skin like more than 50 percent with those short shorts and in some you know some context some cultures legs can be construed as very sexual let's say like in k-pop industry usually the k-pop stars the way they're supposed to be very sexy um is by showing a lot of leg instead of a lot of like bust or whatever so again i see that inconsistency there it's not like i don't care if you're wearing shorts shorts but if you are arguing for not showing a lot of skin then that doesn't make sense like at all and so i see a lot of these inconsistencies in the wording and sort of the categorization of style and so on and so forth um um and that's why i have some issues with the concept of modesty sometimes the way it is portrayed or the way it's used let's say on instagram or wherever you see or hear about this uh, about this um concept being talked about then i'd like to address the um if you can't wear this outfit to church you can't wear it anywhere concept or idea. And I actually remember hearing this um, and I remember also sort of believing it. (laughs) Um, And I absolutely cannot subscribe to that anymore. 
So when I took that to heart, I sort of, I was more in that sort of rebellion, rebellious stage. Um, let's say the way I dressed when I was a 20-year-old, a 19-year-old, a 21-year-old, I would not necessarily dress similarly anymore. My sense of style, my sense of proportion, my body type, all of that elegance and everything that has changed and has matured. Um, which is a good thing, but I would take it to another extreme and then I would wear clothes to church that I would not wear to church anymore. Uh, that were not proper to wear to church, let's just say that. And and I used to like these short uh, bodycon dresses that actually don't even look that good on my body type. Um, and don't like complement my proportions as a very tall girl um, who easily like accumulates weight around my hips and lower belly uh, but anyway that's not the point um, what I want to say that this absolutely cannot be true because the, the whole heart of modesty and elegance is about taking into consideration where you are going. Just like you would not wear whatever to a funeral, you would not wear some, you know, a, a bikini top to work, unless you're working at the beach as a lifesaver. <laughs> um, it, it just it doesn't compute it is absolutely not true to say that if you can't wear it to church or whatever other place you're thinking about it, it just it, that's not how mature femininity elegance or modesty how it works right it, it is about taking into consideration where you're going like that's this sense of elegance in general you do take into account where you're going. You're, you do take into account who is there and the context in general. Because we do dress differently to different spaces, different places. And so this sort of very black and white, if you can't wear it to a certain place or if you can't wear it in front of your grandma, then you should not wear it at all. It, it's, it just doesn't make sense. Just like with anything, you do have contextual understanding of how to be. That's part of manners. That's part of like beautiful decorum. That's be like beautiful way of being. And if you go to charm school, whatever, this is not a concept here in here in Europe or Northern Europe, but in the States, I know it's a it's a thing, right? Or at least used to be a huge thing. And you will learn the ways of an elegant woman who understands how to dress to specific places. Right. So that's another point I wanted to make. And the next point I want to make is about um, dressing for your body type, dressing to create harmony and proportion, right? And to actually make yourself look good. Right, you specifically with your individual style, with your unique femininity, and and your expression of your femininity, and this is something that I feel like, um, again, you do not have to take any of my advice to heart. If you disagree, that's absolutely fine. And again, like I said, this is not me passing judgment. This is just me observing, and now I'm talking. 
sort of like the standpoint of style and femininity with this next point that if you want to consider these things here is what I would consider sometimes when I look at again women in the fem uh, traditional femininity space um, usually from a very specific context especially like let's say American traditional lifestyle or whatever um, and what I see often is again that like um, very high neckline very long skirt like not trying to show a lot of skin um, and while there is nothing wrong with that I would want to take into consideration a woman's body type if I was her stylist, let's say. <laughs> I would want to take into consideration her proportions, her perhaps her kibbe body style, or not body style, body type, so K-I-B-B-E, I've uh, mentioned that and we had Hannah from Scotland um, almost a year ago talking about this on the podcast, which goes way deeper than into, way deeper into the body types not just like um, an apple body type or um, an hourglass or whatever. It goes way deeper into that. And the point of that is to create harmony and to accentuate your beauty, to accentuate your, like, your woman, womanliness, your womanhood, your womanliness as a feminine woman. And I think that is what a feminine woman ought to do, if you ask me. And I have, I've made so many mistakes with this and I learn constantly when I sort of like look at pictures of me and what I wore and then I just look at it and I've been like, oh, okay, well, that doesn't actually balance me out um, in my upper body or my lower body. So maybe I'm not going to wear that anymore. Um, so I'm constantly learning as I go and I've learned a lot uh, during the years about what actually looks good on my specific body type um, as a as a tall woman with a very specific like body type right and what I've noticed with these traditional women is perhaps that there doesn't seem to be a lot of consideration into what um, balances them out and I am so careful with saying, I'm trying to find words that don't sound like I am, you know, looking at someone very critically and being like, well, she shouldn't be wearing that or whatever, because that's not the case. But I do use my curiosity and observation to, you know, see what actually works and what, in my opinion, which might not be yours, works. And what I see, for example, is that busty ladies or ladies with very beautiful accentuated curves up top like very like top heavy that a very high neckline in their shirts like literally like neckline going to your throat and and sort of like either it's form-fitting or not it can be loose whatever the case may be it, it doesn't create balance, it doesn't create harmony and proportion, and it actually makes the top look even heavier um, in relation to the rest of the body. So again, like the reason why I'm talking about this is because if you consider modesty to be about, okay, you're not showing 
you're not showing your neckline, you're not showing your chest, you're not showing any cleavage, for example. Let's say that's that's someone's look or someone's view on that. And you don't show like um, your, too much of your leg or whatever. You don't show your back or whatever the case may be. Is that then it sort of forces a woman to dress in a way that actually doesn't create a lot of harmony in her body. So um, because my view on modesty is that when it's sort of arbitrary and forced, let's say that you cannot wear uh, necklines that are sort of lower than your collarbone, let's say, um, I think that rule does is not in service to you perhaps it's not in service to the way you can look the most elegant version of yourself even with your unique style and i personally don't believe that there is nothing immodest essentially about a lower neckline if it is in balance with the style and now again someone might disagree and that's completely fine but you do take into consideration the context, where you are, so on and so forth. So it's not like I would wear something plunging uh, if I go to an office space, I don't know, with like very, I don't know, traditional people or older people or whatever. So I, I do take that into consideration, but I also don't take it to an extreme. And I do want to emphasize my own style, my body type, my femininity, and be confident in that. So yeah, that's just one example of like, if, if a woman is very busty and wears a high neckline at all times, it may not balance it out. So for example, if that high neckline shirt would have puffy sleeves, for example, even that would bring more balance to the to the to the dress or to the shirt, and depending on what's um, what you're wearing as your bottoms, you could balance it out to create harmony so that it's not too like heavy up top. But what I've noticed is that if a woman is bustier, it actually looks better if she does have a bit of a lower neckline, whether it's a V neckline or a U-shape neckline, because it balances out her torso with harmony, with shade and color contrast, um, and it elongates the neck. And elongation in general is is um is a good thing like it creates harmony it creates that beauty that grace and elegance into the woman's look so these are things that i take into into consideration and i think that has a lot of the properties of modesty that we're going for of course if someone wants to hold on to the sense of it being absolutely lack of anything that catches anyone's attention then you can go with that but I don't think that the feminine in its truest form it goes with that like the feminine um, is about beauty your unique your personal beauty and expressing that and also 
being confident and comfortable being seen and drawing that positive attention. And what we're wanting to create is positive attention, not negative attention, right? Um, but also honoring what you like and what brings you joy and um, dressing the way you want to dress according to the life that you want to live, right? Uh, whether it's an as a classy, elegant woman with a s- specific style or a more like eccentric style or more comfortable down-to-earth style, whatever it may be. But again, as my recommendation, if you are bustier, if you are more top-heavy, I don't recommend wearing turtlenecks or necklines that are very high up because it doesn't create harmony and proportion and balance or elongation. And again, if you're, again, short, for example, if you have a very short body type, that are petite, there are other things that you can take into consideration. So I do really recommend um, learning about your specific body type and proportion, harmony, uh, even color palettes um, that actually complement your skin tone, your hair color. I've mentioned this earlier, but it, I've noticed that Finnish women, they wear a lot of black. And it's unfortunate because only about, I don't know, was like 7% of our population or the skin tone of our population, native population, um, is com- or black complements that skin tone. So it's the basic, like, for example, my skin tone is very pale. I have a lot of freckles and moles around my body. Um, not, I don't have freckles on my face, but I do have these moles, right? Um, so bigger than freckles, right? And I do have a reddish undertone to my skin. I don't tan naturally, um, pretty much at all. And so black, very close to my face, doesn't compliment me at all. It creates more shadows. It accentuates, if I have dark under eyes, it accentuates that. It, it emphasizes that. So if I do wear black as in, I do wear black in the, um, in the picture of this podcast, but it's not close to my face. And so sort of, I'm, I'm okay with that, but I try not to wear black too much. And again, I'm not saying don't wear black if you like that. Go ahead, wear whatever makes you feel feminine and confident and wonderful and and joyful. But if you want to take these into consideration and what actually emphasizes your unique beauty, then you can use these as tools, not as rules and restrictions, but as tools to emphasize your beauty and your style. So color is also very, very important, um, as well as working with your unique proportions and your body type. So often when I talk to women and with my observations growing up, um, I've noticed that very often when a woman is very strict when it comes to modesty and sort of this idea that you should not draw attention to yourself, and wear just these bland blah clothes or or cover every bit of your skin on your body, um, the energy and the presence and the internal world of that woman is often not what it could be. It's not this vibrant expression of our God, God-given 
femininity. It's it's more of this constriction and constantly like beating your beating oneself up and being extremely harsh and strict on oneself. And so with everything, we should be looking at what's going on internally. I mentioned that I had that rebellious phase where I was like wearing clothes that that made me feel a little rebellious, let's just say that, uh, which I then later learned that were a little too much, let's just be honest, and didn't actually even look that good on me. Or if it, even if it did, wasn't... Um, wasn't great to wear to a specific place Um, and that would give the wrong message because we're always wanting to think about the intentionality of what we wear and what kind of a message it sends to other people because we're visual people we can't escape that we draw uh, we sort of create this conclusion or idea about a person within seconds when we meet them before they say anything but focusing on the internal so healing your relationship with your femininity is absolutely key to being that beautiful you know being that girl being that woman who is drawing this positive attention to herself and is not afraid to express her femininity through the way she dresses through the way she is and be um, is and you know walks around um, moves and just the general presence of her and if we are holding on to this no I need to hide myself I really need to hide myself because otherwise I am doing something wrong I am making someone do something wrong that sort of fear and constriction is not how we should live we should not live in a constant fear and and self beating self um, punishment right again going back to many of the themes that I've talked about on this podcast starting from the good girl syndrome to perfectionism to legalism and all these things that can really put a woman down in many ways in ways that is not actually truthful, is not actually aligned even with our faith and our relationship to God and how to re- how to be truly respectful because if you are absolutely disrespecting yourself as a feminine being, as a feminine woman and your femininity, then the respect um, pillar that often is or th- is thought to be part of modesty as a concept is only partially there. Um, so I find that a woman who is not afraid to express her femininity, understands her proportion, understands how to dress for her body type, understands that context does matter, understands that she does not have to be afraid of positive attention, and knows the true meaning of modesty as per the meanings that I um, explained in the beginning of this episode. I think she embodies respect in a way that a woman who abides by these rules of modesty that are very like almost, I don't know, judgmental or, or very strict, very like there's only one right way to do it or... I, I don't know, I just I can't find the words right now. I hope that you understand what I'm saying. 
that, and again, that this is not about me telling you how you should dress, but that you get to, you really get to consider these things from a very sober place of mind, which was part of modesty, the meaning of it, being sober in your thoughts, your manner, your conduct, the way you um, walk around, the way you are with people, and the way you relate to yourself. And the last thing that we get to consider is, again, the main point of everything, all of that I said is, What is the message you want to give with your clothes, your appearance, even your posture and your energy? That is the most important question to think about. What is the message you want to give? So when I do wear dresses like to places that normally people might not wear dresses to because I want to express my femininity. And many of you may agree that that there's this um, feeling that you should be wearing slacks, you should be wearing trousers or jeans, and that's more like the norm. But if you don't want to, you want to wear dresses, you want to wear flowy dresses, and that's absolutely okay. And that sometimes you are going to get attention that is might might be judgmental might be like what is she wearing like what where is she going so fancy i've talked about this before so when you do express your femininity the way you want to um you might trigger someone but that's not your responsibility again that's not your responsibility but you do have to think about what kind of a message you want to give so let's say i'm wearing this flowy dress with a v-neck and um, I love it. It's one of my favorite dresses. It complements my body type. It has a lower V-neck because it balances out my upper body structure and makes me look more harmonious. Um, someone might be triggered by that, even though I'm not actually showing. I'm not showing my boobs. I'm not showing my butt. But um, it. It does accentuate my curves. It does accentuate my femininity. And yeah, someone might be triggered by that, but that's not my responsibility because what I'm thinking is what kind of a message am I sending out? And that message for me, that intentional message is that I'm a woman of high value. I That means I value myself. I value... Um, the work that I get to do, I value the fact that I get to show up in a cafe or a library or whatever, wherever I work, I value my femininity, I value the fact that I get to dress for the life that I actually want to live, that I respect myself, and lo and behold, <laughs> other people like strangers open doors for me more, they, they do respect me more, and I do get proportionately a lot more of that positive attention even if someone else is a little triggered by that and now I am not walking about with a mini skirt with you know almost my butt hanging out or or my boobs out which I don't think is classy or elegant or mature feminine you know part of mature femininity it it does send a message that if, if I was wearing like a really tight dress that was really really short and uh, my boobs were out it does send 
a certain message and if i'm fine with that message or if you're fine with that message then you know no one's no one's going to stop you you're absolutely free to wear what you want but that's not a message that i desire to send out that i'm sort of i don't know easy to easy to get or out to sleep with a stranger or whatever i i don't know but it it doesn't send a message of self-respect as a feminine woman so these are absolutely things that we need to think about and take into consideration but without going into this elusive arbitrary constrictive concept of modesty which is not actually in alignment with the meaning of the word so with all this being said Just know that the way you dress has a lot of power. It affects you psychologically, the way you feel about yourself. And it it does affect other people around you. It does affect the way people treat you. And these are things that we take into consideration as feminine women. But you do have your unique personal expression of your femininity. And that playfulness, that, you know, ability to... Uh, express yourself with your style and the way you dress is a gift it's so beautiful and I absolutely am not willing to give it up for um, any arbitrary concept of modesty um, and that does not make me a tramp (laughs) or anything it does not make you one at all Um, and we need to be very curious about what we're actually wanting to send what is the message and what is going on within right because it does not matter what you're wearing if if you are wearing the most quote-unquote modest clothes and your mind the way you show up your thoughts your internal life your heart posture and your connection to yourself your your femininity your sensuality if all of that is lacking um it doesn't you know you're not in alignment with yourself It, it doesn't work you get to be or you can be really coarse in your speech in your thoughts and still we're like not showing skin at all and that doesn't create a beautiful effect on others so it all starts within it's a hard posture right it is a hard posture what is the effect i want to create on myself and others and what kind of a life do i want to live and you are responsible for these things no one is going to decide them for you and your opinions may vary with with someone else and like i said this is a cultural time specific concept and we are probably never going to agree on everything and that's just the way it's going to be from here on out and it has always been right so i hope that this um, episode sort of shed shed light on the concept of modesty and what we should be thinking about um where it comes from the history of it history of it my gosh (laughs) tripping all my words and how or what are the things that i believe we should be focusing on and i hope that this inspired you again go out there dress for the life that you want to live dress so that you feel good and if for a date night it is feeling really sexy then you go ahead and wear in a way that feels sexy for you and it does not have to be showing like skin again going back to harmony and proportion if you're showing more skin on the top of your body or your upper body uh, then perhaps a longer hemline down is 
is better because it creates harmony. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm going to stop here and um, reminding you that if you love this podcast, please leave a rating and a review. Five-star ratings help a lot and reviews, written reviews help so much. I have this dream and goal of doubling my listenership this year. Um so that we can create even more amazing content and I can create that for you to keep you inspired. That helps a lot. Also sharing the podcast obviously helps so much and I'd love to hear what you think. You can send me a message on Instagram. I read all of the messages and if you're listening on Spotify, you can reply to the to the question, the Q&A box down um, below the play button directly if you want to I do read all of those as well and I always smile when I see one um, and if you want to join my patreon for six dollars a month or five euros a month uh, that is available all the links are down below you're going to love all the the content there the softness reset is there for you uh, with all the materials the five-day immersion and uh, today's, not today's, this month's theme of being magnetic and memorable. That content is dropping very soon. Um, and um, if you want to work with me one-on-one -on -one with the Vibrant Woman program for four months to go from stuck to soft, from rigid to radiant, and from perfectionistic to pursued and peaceful, then we can do that send me a message and we'll, you know, we'll talk. We'll see if this is something that makes sense for you. Um, I love being here to support you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a wonderful day and stay in the Viking flow. Bye.